Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. Now listen, here's the other thing. Have your friends back tonight. If they're crying, this is me, okay? When I'm crying, I like it when people say, it's okay, it's good, it's good. Doesn't matter if they look good or not, just just encourage your friends, okay? If they're up here preaching, then respond. If they say something that's good, be like, wow, that's so good. So let's all put on our, like, BFF encouraging faces tonight. We got it? Okay, shelves, take it. You got it? All righty, well, first off, I just want to say that everybody's message at camp this year was amazing. Um, but just for this little amount of time, I just want to talk about one. And Pastor Jordan's message on faith moves forward yeah. is really what hit home with me personally. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to speak at camp this year, which yeah. I, I was and I still am honored um, to do that devotional. But it was all about being empty and being distracted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said something at camp. I said that we can't move forward on empty. Right. And... Um, that his message just made me realize that I was lacking in certain areas in my life. Not necessarily in a bad way, but I was just allowing the devil to distract me, which was making me feel more defeated and more empty. And Pastor Jordan said, um, you can't move forward looking in the rearview mirror. And, you know, meaning that you can't move forward looking back. And that's, that's that's where I was at fault. You know, I was dwelling on what was and what is. Um, not where God is calling me and wanting me to be. Um, And he also said that you have to choose, do you want your past or your future? You know, it's a choice. And um, where we want to be in our life is based on that choice. So his message just showed me that um, my choice on if I want to live in my past or if I want to take a step in faith, and that's just something that um, really dealt with me personally and that there's something better um, in my past or any situa- any situations. Um, so moving forward, I just want to say that I'm focused, yes. I'm forgetting the past, and I'm going to keep taking steps. There you go, Teagues, take it over. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really prepare anything specific, but I just want to say, like, this camp was, it was a lot different than the other camps. I mean, like, because we spoke this year, but also just an astounding, like, Like, I felt like I kept hearing the same thing from God. Like, you know, this is the year that you really need to take seriously because it's a very important year in your life. And it's something, it's your preparation year. And you need to really focus and hone in on what you're supposed to do for your life. And that's just what I heard this year. And then I got the opportunity to speak, which is amazing. Um, I got, like, really into it, I guess. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) But it was really exciting, and I'm just glad I got the opportunity. Again, thank you, Morgan and Amsey, for choosing me. Also, this year, I felt like um, what Shelby was saying, you know, like really staying focused because there are a lot of distractions this year, especially with TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat. You know, these are all the things that can cloud what we do in our daily life, and um, like especially Netflix, too, even things that we watch. You know, just cutting back on things that you're intaking or just even if you still want to watch those things or still listen to that music or whatever, you know, the important thing this year is keeping a balance, you know, not just taking in all the bad, but also keeping it back, like listening to podcasts all the time, you know, watching what you're intaking, I think is so important this year. So that's what I really got this year. Molly, are you ready? (laughs) 
So all of the sermons were really amazing, but Pastor Jordan's really just spoke to me just because I was kind of getting like discouraged about like my purpose and calling and just like, you know, you see everyone else's and it was just getting like to me. So after listening to his preaching, I was encouraged and had like a fresh God, God confidence. And some of the points that jumped out to me was don't downgrade your calling. If the enemy can't defeat you, he'll distract you, which is what was happening with my thoughts. And be okay with being different to have a different life. So with this this being said, I'm, this was literally the best camp ever. And I'm so thankful for everyone who put in the time to make it great. And everything that you guys do doesn't go unnoticed. And 10 out of 10, recommend. <laughs> Okay, so I hate public speaking. Like, if my voice shakes, don't worry about it. It's fine. Keep going. Um, okay, so I really didn't prepare anything. I just kind of wanted to say um, thank you for everybody who, like, put this on, had a, a part in doing this, um, the visual team in the back, the yes. singers, everybody on the stage, anybody who talked, um, and definitely to my leaders who, um, in case you all didn't know, I showed up late because I was on a, I was on a trip, and um, especially to Morgan and Leslie because they picked me up at 3 a.m. So thanks to you all. And um, definitely all the sermons were amazing this year. And anybody who talked um, did phenomenal. But um, definitely, like they said, um, instead of looking back, like look forward. You can't dwell on your past or dwell on what happened to you. You have to like look forward and move forward in your life and your calling. And that really spoke to me and just everything with that. So, yeah. <laughs> Great job, ladies. I am so pleased in you. <laughs> Fellas? Yes, thank you, Zod. Anybody want to come up with their friend Zod? There we go. You guys travel in packs. Just come on up. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the first thing that I want to say is... God can help you at camp no matter what your age is. See, when I was younger, I always thought, well, I know I'm too young to be used by God. And then when I got older, I'm like, yeah, well, camp's really for the younger kids. So by that logic, then God can't help me out at all. But I'd tell you what, camp as a whole has always been just so good. Like my first year camp was Hope, 2014. That was a hot minute ago. And you're talking about God does something in your life that you can never say he's not real ever again in your life. When you see Dr. Jacobs grow people's feet out one after the next, out of the next, it sticks with you. The next year, 2015, Abide, was the first time that I lost, that I got drunk in the Holy Ghost with laughter. It was like a solid three hours that everybody was out on the ground. And things like that stick with you. When you experience God for who he truly, truly is, you can't help but laugh sometimes. All right? And then... What? Last year, or yeah, I think it was last year when Caleb Rogan preached, he, he said something that you need to remind God of just how much he loves you. And that has helped me in my personal life. See, it's not always about something big that someone says. It's something that you take home with you and that you learn to implement in your own life. See, that helps me in my own praise and worship. Like, one of my favorite songs is How He Loves. It's such a good song. When I sing that, it's so simple because 
it's really telling God just how much he loves you and how much he'd do for you. So now this past camp, now when I say I've never been helped so much at camp in my life, it is true. And it's funny because I just graduated, like getting out of high school, and I'm like, all right, I need to know what's the next step in my life. Lo and behold, camp happens to be called forward. So I'm like, all right, God. You're all, I, can, I can see what you're going with this. You better follow through. And then literally right before camp, Amzie talks about be specific with what you need. Be specific. So I figured out the two things that I needed to know, and I got it down. And that's what I prayed for, like, the month leading up to camp. And let me tell you, sometimes when the pastor or the preacher is saying exactly what you need to hear, you cannot help but get out of your seat and get excited. When you feel something stirring up inside of you, when someone is giving you your answers, you cannot help but get up and shout them down. See, I got, my friends started laughing at me next time because they were going, when they walked up to me, they were going, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, that's the whole time. See, Shelbs and Molly talked about Pastor Jordan, his message, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I could not contain myself. Everything that I needed to hear that I was praying about, he was telling me how to get it done. I was losing my mind. Absolutely losing it. And, see, I'm so happy that I got this passion, and I'm so thankful that I'm so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Because after that, sometimes, sometimes when God answers your prayers, all you can do is cry. Sometimes when he shows you your next step, all you can do is praise him out of your own mouth and out of your spiritual language. Sometimes when God answers your prayers, all you got to do, all you can do is worship him and sing. See, after, see, once he answered my prayers, it wasn't just like, a, okay, God, thank you. When God reveals who he truly is and his goodness on you, you got to take a second and just realize what you thought he was like. Everything you thought he was before, out of the question. He's so much bigger than that. Everything you thought was, well, you didn't ever put a limit on him. You put a limit on yourself, and he's taking those limits off because it's not about you, you know? And... Again, I talked about one of John Mark's songs already. Another John Mark song is called uh, Temple. And the bridge is, or actually it's the chorus, I think. It says, so what if I'm not worthy because you have made me clean? And that hit, like, I, was, I listened to that song on my own personal worship time. And, see, before camp I was listening to, you know, like, Kenneth e. Hagen, and I listened to some Keith Moore stuff. And it puts you in the right frame of mind to re receive what you need at camp. So I get up here to encourage some of you guys that it doesn't matter how old you are when you're at camp. God has something for you. When you're expecting, God has something for you. If you're super young, that's, see, if I would have had this when I was in sixth grade, I can't imagine how my life would be right now. I could have bypassed a bunch of garbage that I had to go through. And, you know, but now, see, sometimes, you know, when you're in a stage of your life, you got to walk out of it because you walked into it. And God is here to help you walk out of it one step at a time because he is moving you forward. And when you move forward in the plan of God of your life, see, temptation, sin, addiction is not part of his plan. So when you walk in his plan, you cannot walk in defeat. And I'm here to encourage you guys saying that, you know, some of you guys, I don't know if you want to get up and share your testimony. I'm encouraging you to do it because it will help others like, like, like can't help me.
and that's about all I have to say. So. All right. Okay, firstly, I just want to say I can't say how um, enough how amazing this camp was yeah, to me. I received so much from God, and I b certainly believe my prayers were answered, Good. and I did not go out empty-handed. Yeah, but before camp, I was really struggling with emptiness and just feeling like I wasn't amounting to anything. And I just felt like I was slipping out of the will of God, and it got me very discouraged. And on the second day uh, before service, I was being invaded by the enemy with, like, depression, anxiety, and just fear and heaviness. And he said to me, he's like, you're going to stay in this for the rest of your life. And I just felt like a heavy weight on my chest. I couldn't concentrate until I heard Dr. Keith Rogan's message saying, there's more for you than there is against you. And then, and, and that message was so special to me because it reminded me that if God is for me, who can ever be against me? And then to add to that, on the last night uh, during ministry time, I went up for prayer. And as I was doing it, God reminded me of something he told me a while back when I was dealing with this. He said, if you want these chains off of you, you got to move around to shake them off. And so I started doing that. And it's like the doctor gave me a word and he said, change is coming for you, Zachary. And that, that word was so special to me. It blessed me so much because, I, like I said, I felt like I was stuck in a rut. And I felt like what I was going through didn't matter. But God ensured to me he does care. And some other things I got from camp, and I'll leave with you, is if don't ever let go of God's word. If he told you he'll do something, stick to it. Stay in faith. It doesn't matter how long it takes. His word does not have an expiration date. It's like he has never gone against what he says, and he never will. And don't ever let the enemy tell you that you're powerless. Because let me tell you, he wishes that he had the power that we have. Every moment of his existence, he is haunted by his defeat and the nostalgia of what he used to have. So the next time the enemy tries to shock you or tear you down, you smear that in his face. You smear that in his face and remind him of his future. And remind him that you serve the one who stomped him into the ground. That's all I have. Bill, when you said uh, you went up for prayer line, it just reminded me of it. When you went up for Andy's message. Can I say that story? Is that okay? Is that okay with you? Okay. All right, I'll share the story. So for Amzie, you know, Amzie's message or whatever, he had the prayer line at the end, and he was a little vague on, like, what the prayer line was actually for at the moment. So, like, all the guys went up, and I went up, and Philip was right in front of me, and I was just behind him, you know, just worshiping along, whatever. He was next up, and um, he, like, turns around and looks at me. He's like, sir, is this the line for homosexuality? <laughs> I don't think so, but <laughs> it's too late to back out now. <laughs> and I'll add that the whole time, uh, Jonathan Hobbs thought it was the homosexuality line, and so he assumed we were all gay until we got back to the, the dorm and we were like, nah, bro. But, yeah, that was uh, one of my favorite stories from camp. But as for me, leading up to camp, my life's changed a little bit in the last year. I'm kind of, I wouldn't say evolving, yep. but I'm going into a new phase of life. Yep. I work now. Yes. 
And so maybe this will relate to more towards the older crew, but like I'm coming up to camps like, man, I got five days off. Right? <laughs> Don't have to go to work or anything. And I'm thinking like, man, I'm going to have to get up early and go to sleep late and run around with all these younger people and do games. And like, man, I just want to lay in my bed and get up, hit the war zone, eat some food, you know, just repeat for five days. But <laughs> nah, we're going to camp. So I wasn't really like super hyped like maybe I was in the past. And it was kind of different because once I went to camp, like I felt really refreshed, even more so than just doing my normal routine, even more so than before I worked. Because that was my normal routine years ago. I would just do whatever. And so I, I was really refreshed. Even the younger guys, they really, like, Willie, I know you're not wearing your shirt because I specifically remember that last night. In the sand volleyball courts, I looked over, and I was like, brother, that shirt is done. <laughs> Just sandy and sweat, like, that's, that's a goner, and that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> but, I mean, I was just completely refreshed through all of camp, and I stayed up later than I did in years prior, even. And, man, even the day after camp, I stayed up till 2.30 in the morning and got up at 8.00. And then I had to go to work the next day, and that was, yeah, that was rough. But I made it through, and I feel pretty good now. I didn't get sick or nothing, so that was nice. But as far as messages go, Dr. Rogan stood out to me, of course, and we got a word, me and all my siblings and my parents, and I wasn't expecting that. I've never really expected that. I just, I've always kind of just assumed if you're not getting words, then you're doing pretty good. Because if you're getting words, the Lord has something specifically that you need to know. And sometimes that can be you're under attack or you're doing really good. So I just kind of go with the flow. And, you know, we got that word, and it was just really nice. And his whole message was great. I didn't know anything about that as building or any of those trials that he went through. And it, I was amazed. Like, that that was incredible to me. But, um, yeah, he gave us that word, and... I don't know. It was just really powerful yeah. to me yeah. as an individual right. and my siblings, of course. And it was it was nice just for me to be up there yeah. because, like he mentioned, of how involved we've been in the church, yeah. me and my siblings. Yeah. And to some extent, like, you know, we're brothers. But at the same time, there's at least eight years difference between yeah. all of us or between me and them. And so, like, you know, they hung out with TJ, and they hung out with all of those guys, and then then there's me. Way <laughs> in the back, you know, I wasn't there for any of that. I was, I was there at my home, but <laughs> I was playing with Legos and toy army soldiers in the living room while they were doing bad things, but, you know. <laughs> they were getting into mischief and all of that. And so it was just like, you know, I'm being included with them when they've been there through all the things they didn't want to do at church, and, you know, they were there, and I was doing whatever, and now I'm, I've done a couple things, you know, where I did not want to do at church, and I was signed up, and there I was, and I'm sure I still have plenty more to go, but that's, that's just kind of the thing that I've learned coming up under them, because they've been my heroes, quote-unquote. Just because that's how younger brothers are. They want to be like their older ones, generally. You know, we've had our few uh, differences in the past, 
but we've pretty much gotten beyond those. And so I've, I've followed in their footsteps to the best of my ability. And so it was just nice for me to be able to be included with them and get that same blessing, so to speak, that they get, even though I wasn't necessarily there for everything that they did. And I, that just really impacted me. That's why I was so. Going into my junior year, I got a lot of pressure from for a future, like what you're going to do in the future, and um, so I started thinking about it a lot, and I sort of got discouraged because there's a lot of people who knew what they were going to do, um, and camp was very helpful to like aid me in finding what I want to do. All right, so I just wanted to thank all the people who make this camp because without it, I would be pretty much in the same place that I was before, which is zero. Now I'm at least at two, so I'm thankful for that. And all the people in the background, besides the preachers who made everything so good, and I'm just thankful for everyone who uh, works to make the camp the great thing that it is. So, yep. No. Okay. Uh, kind of feel like I'm kind of the oldest. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, uh, this camp was very uh, was very different because of the COVID one last year, you know. So it was like, okay, we're really doing this right. We are <laughs> you know, we are not violating anything, nothing, you know, so, and, but it was, um, you know, when we had our meeting at the back, and I remember Amzi said, uh, he feels like everybody that's supposed to be here is here, right. um, and this is, you know, we're working as a team, it's more fluid, the way we work, and I don't know, that kind of made me, you know, feel good, um, and so anyway, and then we get to camp. Uh, camp was very, camp for me is usually a time to reflect and get away from everything. Um, you know, see people that yeah, from other churches and get to hang out with people without distractions. Yeah. And so it's usually a nice place for me to just uh, get out of my head. Yeah. Uh, everything is spiritual. I mean, People will say the games and every, but I feel like the whole atmosphere is very spiritual. So you kind of get drowned in that. And then when you come out, you you don't miss much. You really don't miss much. And I really, uh, I've always, I've always wanted to, you know, growing up, uh, it's kind of something I've always desired. 
uh, I've been to a camp before in Nigeria, but it was uh, <laughs> it wasn't really a good. Uh, I mean, it was, I'm sure they did their best, but it's not. And when you put money towards something, it's very you see the difference. And I'm I'm very privileged to be going to camp. Uh, I'm very very privileged, and I, I I don't take it lightly. So I'm always very glad when I'm invited back. And then during the uh, sermons, oh, a lot of them were very. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I know, uh, MZs. Um, uh, even the speakers, uh, especially Madeline's, um, uh, I've been thinking of, you know, when she talked about miracle, uh, she talked, I've been thinking about that a lot and uh, what we expect of God nowadays because, you know, <laughs> uh, depending on the circle that you grew up in, when people say, oh, you know, when, when you come to service and say you're expecting God to do a miracle, not, not a lot of people expect God to open up a blind eye. I mean, you expect him to <laughs> solve my problems, kind of vague, but you're not really saying open. So when she was talking about that, that was very, very, um, I don't know, that, that hit me very much. And then Tegan started attacking all of us, you know. <laughs> well, that was very good. That was very good. And then uh, IMZs, um, you know, just uh, things that uh, I've been through the past and, you know, the devil tried to bring up. And, yeah. But, you know, when he started singing, uh, if you're looking for me, I'm under the blood, that was, uh, that was, uh, you know, <laughs> that was very, very good. And then, of course, uh, Pastor Jordan's and, uh, oh, yeah, that was, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I can't pick and choose, honestly. Yeah. I can't pick and choose. But uh, uh, one of the uh, the last thing, one of the things I like about camp is having to talk to people, uh, see where people, uh, how people are doing right. in life. Uh, I just enjoy the uh, conversations and uh, our brotherly fellowship. And yeah. I wouldn't trade that for anything uh, any day. And uh, yeah. <laughs> And also, I'm very thankful that uh, we are past COVID now, so <laughs> and we got to we didn't have to wear masks or enforce people to wear masks and all that. So that's all I got. Thank you. That was great. Hey, thank you guys. That was incredible, all of you. Is there anybody else? Everybody's doing amazing. You guys are incredible sharers. Fellas, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie, Chloe, Bernie, Chloe combo. <laughs> it's an option, I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't have to, but whatever you're comfortable with, Willie B, I'll stand up here with any of you. Judah Boger, you good? Jayla, Michaela, you guys good? Okay, I'm just checking. I'm going to give you guys a minute to look at your friend and like tilt your head at him for a second. Yeah, Joshua, Malachi, whatever. <laughs> well, Anzi, you got anything, friend? <laughs> yeah, I'll give you guys time to think. Oh, just, just real quickly, I was just super encouraged to see everybody. Uh, I would say 
probably everybody in here, I saw you get up in at least two of the ministry lines. You know, let's uh, every time that you even just think that that word, they're saying, hey, get up here, we're going to pray for people. Even if you just think a little bit that it's, that it's you, jump up in there. But I was just really encouraged to see you all respond to that because I know every single time you step out, because there you stay the same, but when you step out, you get the help that you need. And I saw a bunch of people do that, and I was really encouraged. And, you know, I just want to say, like, you know, some of us grow some of us grew up in church, and church is pretty comfortable sometimes. You know, I know we go through our things, but um, I think some of the things that us church kids grew up with are, uh, you know, when you put things into perspective sometimes, <laughs> the things that we sometimes deal with maybe aren't too terrible. Um, you know, I just want to say, and I really am believing for these types of people to come to our youth ministry, but, you know, we prayed for some people that uh, came up to, to me afterwards and said, hey, you know, I want to share something about my past. Uh, we've never told anybody about this in our life, but we were abused when we were younger, and no one knows about that, and we're, I'm, we're so thankful that, that you guys uh, made it available uh, and opened it up so that we could respond, and, and, but I just want to let you know there's, there are people that go through stuff like that. It's not just, hey, I had a bad day at school. My friend texted me something mean. I got left out of this group. My mom told me I was this or that. There's, you know, I'm not saying those aren't real issues because if that's all you've ever been through, those do seem like really big issues. But let's put things into perspective. There's some people that got some really bad things going on in their life currently or in the past that they're still dealing with. And I'm believing for those kind of people to come here because I believe because Jesus is here with us, the presence of God is here with us, that we have the answer to help them. And so... Uh, be watching for those people. Invite your friends. Invite those people, that, uh, the ones that are um, hard to be around, the ones that are, uh, maybe don't smell like you, the ones that have a, a different uh, story than you do. Um, those people are going to show up, and we're going to help those people. And when, they, and when they say, I've been going through this, let's not be surprised uh, when they say stuff like that because the world's crazy, and sometimes people have a crazy story. So um, those people are going to be coming soon, and uh, we're going to be inviting them and, uh, you know, we're going to love on them when they show up. But it's just good to put things into perspective sometimes. You know, I just, I saw the cool thing about sometimes being on this side of it is you, I say you get the privilege of hearing about people's story, but sometimes I don't really want the privilege of that because it can be really hard to hear sometimes. Some of the things that people have uh, told myself and Morgan, it's like, you know, you want to be like, oh, my gosh, like you went through that, but you're just like, yeah, 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 I understand. And so, you know, you, you hear these, uh, these real things, but... Um, I'm just really super glad to see that everybody responded. I, I, I saw, like, I, I could point you out individually, but I saw a few people respond to, like, every single prayer line. I was just standing up there with the mic, and I was just thanking God that, uh, that people responded and got the help that they needed. And so I also just want to say I'm really proud of the worship team, proud, pleased. You know, I've, just, I've said proud, like, 15 times since then. I'm just like, <sighs> no, it, I guess I can't. Like, I really can't. Like, I can't say it. Okay, fine. I was just like, but it's, it's right. No, it's not right. It's not right. So um, just super pleased with you all. And uh, Stephen, Madeline, Shelby Lynn, I mean, the whole team. But uh, we put you three in charge of um, the Quarry Knights and for summer camp. And uh, just thank you for um, this just the awesome job that you did with excellence and, um, you know, with not having a ton, a ton of experience in leading either. Thank you for doing an awesome job, and I don't know if anybody else cares that they did a good job, but I'm thankful for you guys. And, and uh, for the visual team and for sound, I know visual and sound, it's like everybody's like, yeah, awesome, who cares about them? But <laughs> we couldn't do what we do without you guys, like Noah and, and, and Weege and everybody who's, there's like 15 girls that are on visual now, but uh, we're very thankful for you guys. <laughs> Malachi, I'm sorry. I looked over, and he's like, okay, whatever. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Usually there's, usually there's about 15 girls in the booth, but um, 
we're very thankful for you guys because uh, without sound and without lyrics, people wouldn't know how to sing along. And so those people sometimes go unnoticed. And we love you guys, and you are special. So, um, Now, is there anybody else that thought they might want to respond to come up here tonight? You just even thought about it a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Okay, 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 heavy. All right, Weech, big man. I wasn't going to say anything, and then I was just sitting back there, and it felt like Holy Ghost just kind of arrested me for a second and wanted me to say this, so I wrote down some quick notes, and I won't try to take too much time, but uh, really this is something that the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me about before camp, a couple months, and then at camp just confirmed, and then... Uh, even with Keith Moore and that message from Pastor Nancy that we sent out again in there. And I was like, man, just keeps, <laughs> this just keeps coming back. And I was like, wow. But a lot of you guys got up and talked about uh, purpose and what you're called to do and things like that. And I, when I was your all's age, I thought the same thing. And we live in a culture, the American culture is so driven by your occupation. And I don't, it's not wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong to know what your occupation is supposed to be. But I think sometimes we, we try to skip steps. And I did this at your, I would pray like, God, just tell me what I'm supposed to do. Like, what job am I supposed to have or what occupation am I supposed to be in? And I never, he never said. And I was always like, man, what the heck? Like, I feel like I did everything right. I was praying in the spirit so much and I got nothing. And I was like, I would ask it for like camps and stuff, nothing. And then as I got older, I realized I was trying to skip to the end. And I just want to tell you guys, like, don't get discouraged that you feel like you don't know what you're supposed to do. Because, again, the culture pushes you need to know at such a young age. And you need to, Jesus didn't even get into his ministry until he was 30. I'm not, I'm not even 30. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty young, right? We got a couple. We got a couple. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Um, so I know there's a lot of pressure, and I was there, and I felt it too. But your first calling is to spend time with God and get to know get to know Him, and everything else flows from that. So if if you get that part right, everything else will take care of itself, and that's been on my heart so much. This year, there it is. <laughs> Should I just close? <laughs> that's been on my heart so much the past couple of months that that's really the main thing. And, and Keith Moore said it about when at the beginning we just got up and started worshiping. And he was like, this is the most important thing. And it really is. You can, there's, we grew up in a church where there's such a list of things you can go down like, okay, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. And I've tried to keep that list before just from a natural standpoint and failed miserably. And you beat yourself up and you feel horrible about it. You feel like you're, you know, like, what am I doing? I, I'm, I'm in this church. I hear all these things. I'm just blowing it. And it all comes back to 
you know, passion or pressure, <laughs> it's a classic message, but if you have a real intimate relationship with God, it will be passion. It won't be pressure. And so if you focus on that, everything else will take care of itself. And I just got a couple quick scriptures. So 1 Peter 5, 6 and 7, which Keith Moore talked about, and it says in there, first of all, it talks about being in his presence. And then after that, it says, it talks about casting your cares. And we, we go to the casting your cares thing, like I just cast my cares, cast my cares, cast my cares. But if you skip the presence part, you won't be able to. You can, you can say it all the time, like, God, I'm, like, I cast this care on you. I'm not going to think about it. You'll think about it again. Because you have to put the main thing, the main thing. And if you focus on God, he will get bigger and bigger. And the things around you will get smaller and smaller. That's how it works. Matthew 6.33 is probably my favorite scripture in the whole Bible. And it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. That really hit home for me a couple years ago. And it just came back to me at camp and then um, with Keith Moore again that with your occupation and everything else, that is included in all these things. And if you put him first, that will all be taken care of. So I, lo I love that you all got up here and talked about purpose and calling and things like that. That's great. And uh, if, that, if you were thinking about your, like towards your occupation, that's good. Like it, don't neglect it. But at the same time, Keep the main thing the main thing and focus on this because if you get that right, everything else will fall in line. It's, it's really pretty simple. You know, we make it really, really complicated. And, you know, I mean, even we talk even here about, like, what are you good at? What do you feel like you're good at? And that's true. Like, there are certain things that you have a tendency towards, and you should probably look in those directions. At the same time, don't just jump to conclusions like, like for me, like, I'm good at math. So I, therefore, I must do something in math. I do do something in math, but I must do something in math. You may wind up doing something totally wrong. And you can, like, I went to school for a long time. And you can go to school for a long time for something. Not saying I don't like my job, I do. But if you do the wrong thing, you just wasted all those years. If you just, instead of taking the time, wasting that time in school and just taking that time and instead spent time developing your relationship with God, like, think about how much farther you could have been. Anyways, I'll stop. I've been going for a minute. But I feel like the Holy Spirit just kind of stopped me while I was back there and wanted me to share that with you all. So, Thank you. That was great. Anybody else before we shut her down tonight? It's not too late. <laughs> sure. Yep. We got a little time. I got a little time. First of all, you guys did so good. <laughs> I love hearing everybody's stories about camp. Um, but the only th reason why I was going to say is because Anzi said something about like getting up in the lines and stuff. Um, and I kind of felt like, I don't remember what reference it is. I really should. But it's about confess your sins to each other and you know you get freedom from that. Um, and when we're telling our testimonies, we're telling each other what happened at camp. Um, but I wanted to tell you something that happened to me at camp. Um, and growing up, I kind of dealt a lot with um, comparing myself all the time. Not even like how I looked and stuff, but it's like my abilities and stuff like that. Because I kind of was always good at things. Um, but anyways, I kind of grew out of that. Thank God, because I was so annoying about it. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> but.
But, um... <laughs> Teeks. Oh. Don't do that to me, Teeks. <laughs> um, but I feel like a symptom of that sometimes is getting down on yourself a lot and just thinking, like, oh, like oh, I'm such a screw-up, man. So annoying. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. Like, why did I say that? Why did I do that? Everyone's looking at me like I'm so weird. Um, and that really, really hinders you. And, uh, and I knew that Morgan and I talk a lot about that sometimes. <laughs> Not outing Morgan, but <laughs> sometimes I feel like we dealt with a lot of the same things. Um, <laughs> but um, I was dealing with, like, all of a sudden, all of these, like, like thoughts from actually nowhere, but actually from hell. Um, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, we're like, you suck, dog. Like, you're the worst. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I got on the line for, Morgan had a line um, for, like, purity and stuff like that. Um, but I got up there because, um, I mean, I'm sure we've all dealt with stuff like that. But more of what I went up there was because I felt like every single, every single, <laughs> every single thing I ever thought about was, like, really just... I mean, it wasn't, like, disgusting or anything like that, but it was more, like, um, just not good about myself or people. I kind of grew up in a home where everything was very analytical and very logical. So a lot of the times when I would think about things, that's how I thought of them. And so because of that, like, even driving, I'd be like, God, what are you doing? You do not know how to drive. And I'll look up at the parking spot. Like, even just small little things. But it would just get on me so bad. Um, and so, anyways, I got free from that. Thank God. Um, but then it kept trying to bombard me again and again. And I was like, dog, what is this? Like, get away from me, Satan. Get behind me. Um, <laughs> and then Amzie talked about confessing your sins to each other. And I was like, okay, I need to find somebody that I trust that I can just tell this to. Um, and sometimes if you try to get things off your chest, it backfires. So you need to tell the right person. So I asked God about, which person am I going to choose for this? <laughs> um, and I just wanted to encourage you guys, like, if there's anything that you got free from, that is awesome. But you need to tell a trusted advisor or somebody that has counseled you before, um, kind of like what Morgan and Amzie actually both said. Like, I just want to encourage you because once I told that person that I was dealing with thoughts all the time and that they were crap and I wanted to stop doing that. Um, and I got free from that, but ugh, why are they still here? Um, so I told this person that, and she grabbed my hands, immediately prayed for me, and got in faith with me about that. And that is what's so awesome about going to somebody who actually knows what they're doing when it comes to believing for things and for faith. I mean, I know what I'm doing, but um, it's just good to have somebody to get your back about something like that. Because then it's like, oh, hey, devil, I have somebody with me now that's going to kick your butt. And it's not just me kicking your butt. It's this girl kicking your butt, too. So your butt is double kicked, and there's the door. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I just wanted to remind you. Like, tell somebody. Like, really, we, the leaders here will really just, I know. Like, even William standing up here talking about that, I was like, gosh, he's so insightful. Every single time he talks, or anytime you talk. You. 
I mean, everybody here has been so well taught in the word. That's a leader. I mean, and you guys have too, because everyone here has been so well taught, so they will teach you. Um, <laughs> but they will have your back. I will have your back. Morgan will have your back. Madeline Grace, Megan, Zod, Haas. Haas, I know you'll have everyone's back. He is a prayer warrior on 10. But, yeah, I just wanted to remind you to tell your testimony, and that's great. But if you are... If you were free from something, you need to tell somebody, too. That can get your back about that. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> awesome. Hey, thank you to everybody who shared tonight. I know it's not always easy to get a microphone and talk in front of people. I don't even remember. Brianna said you were nervous. <laughs> but she's the only one who admitted it, but probably like most of you were. So thank you guys so much for sharing. I'm not going to drag this out, but we love you. And I want to say, let's just keep it going. And I don't mean to be corny with that, but I know that your leaders who are in this room, we're in faith. The quarry is going someplace good. Something, uh, you know, camp doesn't really end, but it, it starts something for us, right? So we're determined to make this fall at the quarry incredible, next year at the quarry incredible, the rest of our summer here incredible. So just show up with us every week about excited about what God is doing. God can literally speak to you anytime, anywhere. Yes. Summer camp's not magical. We just leave our phones at home and put on matching t-shirts. But really, God can do what he does whenever, wherever. So let's show up ready on Wednesday nights. And we love you guys so much. So thank you again to those who shared. Y'all are dismissed. We can go outside and play. Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.